Welcome to Copilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it that second chance might just sway your mind. Here we take that chance for you and let you know our opinion on if there's more than one shot. I'm Justice. Alongside me is my co-pilot, Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this week will be Monster by Mistake. So Monster by Mistake is a Canadian TV show. Canada makes shows? Apparently. I thought they were just a place where we outsourced our filming locations. Yeah. New York exists in Canada, but only in the movies. Yeah, that's what I thought. But before we dive into this, I have to hit on something important. Yes. We didn't actually review the first two episodes. But we did review the first two episodes. really depends on how you define the first two episodes. Yeah. You see, technically, the first episode that we reviewed, The Jewel of Finrath... Was actually episode zero more than it was episode one, in that it was a holiday special that aired in 1996 and was shown every year for Halloween from 1996 to 1999 when the show finally got picked up for serialization. Yeah. And that means the second episode we watched isn't episode two. It's not even episode one. Mm-hmm. It's technically like episode three or four. Yeah. So, just to give you the, the rundown, according to Amazon and YouTube... Episode 1 and 2 are the episodes that we reviewed. They are The Jewel of Finrath and Fossil Fossil Remains. With Fossil spelled wrong with an E instead of an I. Yeah, it's F-O-S-S-E-L. Like, what the fuck? According to the original airing, the first episode would be The Jewel of Finrath, and the second episode would be be Pizza Day, which is typically considered episode 4 based on DVD, Amazon Prime, and YouTube. Yeah. So really, depending on how you view it, there's there's a bunch of different episodes that could be 1 and 2. We just took Amazon and YouTube's word and went with that. The one that you're going to find it easier on, so. Yeah, otherwise, the first two episodes could be Pizza Day and Just Desserts. But Pizza Pizza Day doesn't make sense for a first episode. It doesn't establish anything. Yeah. So, anyways, with that out of the way, our episode one, Pilot, according to YouTube. Jewel Finrath, according to the DVD and Amazon. Yes. And so we start with the intro song. Which is kind of long, actually. Yeah, also, it should be noted, the show itself, 1999, this episode's from 1996. Yeah. But yeah, the opening song is really, really long, and I think it's because it tells you everything you can know about the show. Yeah, literally everything. We learn about how our main character becomes a monster by mistake. We learn about his sister that uses magic. We learn about their ghost friend, Johnny the Ghost, even though his name's actually Johnny B. Dead That we, when we learn that. Johnny B. Dead. Yeah, we just learn everything in the beginning. Yep. Mind you, the good part of this opening is it's just ska. Yeah, the opening music is a bop. The lyrics are kind of lame, but the music is just, it's good stuffs. Now, the very first thing I want to note, though, after that is the animation. It's the worst animation we've ever reviewed on co-pilots. It is CG. It is bad CG. It feels like someone tried to do this as, like, a claymation. Like, they are like... Here's these claymation models we have. And someone's like, I can do that on a computer. And then didn't. I've never heard of the production application they used to make this show. Yeah, I got no idea. It's called Houdini Productions. Oh, no, I saw. I, I just have no idea either. And the movements of the models are so wooden and puppet-like, I'm pretty sure that's actually an insult to puppetry. Yes. 
So the show itself, after the opening music, opens on an abandoned house. A demon monster, we later get confirmed that it's a demon, named Gurgle, is monologuing and is trapped inside a tiny little orb. Yeah, Imp Boy here is just talking about how he doesn't want to be trapped, and when he escapes, he'll destroy anyone in his way or who tries to stand against him, and he'll control whatever. You know, classic villain shtick, I'll control the world, and no one can stop me. Yep. So his goon returns to this abandoned house that they're using, mm-hmm. and he says he's found the spellbook that will undo the curse. Yes. So with the spellbook and the jewel of Finrath, Gorgul can be freed from his imprisonment. So his minions walking over to, you know, set the jewel down next to him, read the spellbook, and he just stumbles over his own feet and drops the jewel. And it bounces its way out of the window, down the roof, and into the back of a pickup truck. It bounces. It bounces. Why do you have a problem with it bouncing? Things bounce. It's clearly a stone of some sort, and it bounces. But we're later told that it does what it wants, that it's it's chaotic, and you can never know what it's going to do. It also bounces like a ball would, even though it has facets and more flat sides and no roundness to it. It's magic. It can bounce however however it wants to bounce, Justice. Fuck off. It shouldn't bounce. So, outside, um, we meet our main character, whose name is Warren. Actually, first we meet Johnny. Johnny be dead. He shows up at his house. And then goes up to talk to the girl. And then we meet Warren. Yes, you're right. My bad. My yeah. bad. Our boy, Johnny B. Dead, the trumpet-playing ghost, shows up at this rundown house. And he's just talking about how that vacation he had was great. Yeah. It was it was well-deserved, and he needed that. So he phases into his house while holding a suitcase. Okay. And sees that there's a light on upstairs and delivers a really, really bad line of, Looks like someone's been sleeping in my bed. Yeah, kind of terribly delivered. So Johnny gets upstairs and he sees our imp boy, Gorgul, or whatever the fuck his name is. He's a demon. And he's also, I don't think we mentioned it, trapped inside of a tiny little sphere. I, I literally said trapped inside, of, imprisoned inside a tiny sphere. Those were my words. It's like the size of a hamster ball. It is a hamster ball. Is it a hamster ball? It's a magic hamster ball. Mm, I'm not so sure about that, but I'll accept it. <laughs> Who's to say that it's not a magic hamster ball? You're right. So Johnny's upset that this guy's just fucking in his home. And he's like, fucking leave. Go. And Gorgol's just like, not until my minion returns with the jewel of Finrath. And Johnny's just like, I've heard of that. That thing's neat and strong. And chaotic and unpredictable. Yeah. um, You can never know what it's going to do. Like bounce, like a ball. Fuck off. It's not going to (laughs) bounce. And so Johnny tells Gorgol... That, that's cool, whatever. I guess you can still tell me when he comes back. But you're not doing the whole release ritual thing here. You gotta do it somewhere else. Yep. Gorgul agrees. And then we cut to outside where we meet our main character. <clears throat> no, no, no. Gorgul does the classic thing of agrees. Johnny leaves and then Gorgul is like, no, you can't tell me what to do. M- monologuing that out loud to himself. Okay, and then we cut outside to our main character. who's playing with his RC car. It's also a really shitty RC car. You know, at least it's not like one of those RC cars I had as a kid where, like, it's radio controlled, but the radio is connected to the car via cable. So <laughs> those like, ones were the worst. Don't even make sense. It's just... Literally not radio controlled. It is radio controlled. That's still a radio. It's not controlled by a radio component. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So it's not radio controlled. Fair. Anyways, Johnny's 
not Johnny. Warren is playing with his RC car, mm-hmm. and the jewel of Finrath bounces out of the back of the truck and lands right in front of his RC car. Mm-hmm. And it stops his car, so he's like, ooh, what's this? Walks up, picks it up, and... His car keeps going even though he's no longer using his RC remote? What I have to imagine is he took the remote when he was, like, holding it against him. He was pressing the analog. Oh, this was just part of my assumption as to why it's an R- a shitty RC car. I assume the analog just got stuck. Yeah, that makes sense. He fixes the jewel, and then he's like, oh, no, my car. Pockets the jewel and then runs after it. Mm-hmm. But the car is then stopped again by Billy Castle's foot. Castle's or, last name? I don't know. Castleman. That's his, that's his name. Billy or, Castle. Or, you know, Billy the Bully. Yeah. Bully Billy. And, you know, he's just like, look at this car I found in Warren. She's like, give it back. It's mine. Oh, I should also mention sometime before this, Warren sneezed and complained about his allergies. Yes, yes. That's an important plot point. Warren has allergies. And then, so Warren's just like, give it back. It's mine. And Billy's like, what are you talking about? It's mine. He's like, well, he's like, prove it's yours. And Billy's like, I have the, Warren's like, I have the controller. And then Billy snatches from him and is like, hey, look, there's my controller. Or some shit along those lines. He's just like, look, I have the controller now. I have the controller in the car. They they must be mine. Yeah. And Warren gets upset. And Billy goes to walk off. And he's just like, I'll be back around your birthday to see if I can find anything else good. And then a girl shows up and she's like, brother. I've been looking for you. It's time for us to go home. And she delivers her lines in the most stilted way possible. Where's your RC car, Warren? Billy took it. And then she she just admonishes her brother for being a coward and weak and getting bullied. You have to stand up for yourself, Warren. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So she sets off after Billy, and she's like, give back the fucking car, man. Well, Billy ends up running inside of a bed in a house, the same mm-hmm. house from before. So they chase after him. Even though Warren doesn't want to because it's supposed to be haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite remember how the rest of the, how the next parts of the scene okay, goes. So we see them head in and then we see Billy belling out the back window. Okay, that's where how Billy leaves. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And we see them walk upstairs searching for them and Gorgol or as we noticed, YouTube auto-captions calling him. Or as, you know, that Google saw them. Because Google. Google sees everything. Google, Google hears everything. Google is everything. Okay. I was just waiting on our Google Dot to respond. <laughs> Same. And he's just like, he, he shows up in front of me. He's just like playing all trapped innocent prisoner she's like i'm stuck in here and i need to be freed if you can just read that spell from the book over there because he's easily at the gym yeah he, he claims to be a elf that was imprisoned by an evil sorcerer and if they don't free him <coughs> he's gonna die yep um tracy is a gull is, is a gullible piece of shit here and she's like is that her name tracy yes i don't have her name once in my notes not a single time <laughs> She's just sister. He says her name twice in this episode at least, and then twice more in the next episode at least. I didn't care enough. And actually, the dad says her name in the next episode, and Miss Gish says her name Dude, in the next episode. I don't care. <laughs> I just stopped caring. I was like, whatever. She doesn't have a name. So, 
Warren's like, I just want to leave. I'm, I'm scared. And she's like, no, Warren, read the spell out of the spell book. I can't do it. I'm the older sibling, but you have to read the spell. Also, don't be a coward. Um, but, but also, you're a coward if you don't stand up to people telling you what to do. The hypocrisy. Double standards. Anyways, Warren has allergies, as we previously mm-hmm. established. Oh, this is an old, old book. And it's dusty, and so he's reading the spell, and the dust makes him sneeze. And then the jewel reacts, and it shoots lightning, and we get a Mortal Kombat fatality where we get to see um, Warren's skeleton because yep. he's being shocked by lightning. And he falls down, and Tracy's just like, Warren, are you okay? And rushes over, and then Gorgirl explodes because they fucked up the spell. And she's like, you incompetent fools. Yeah. Turns out Gorgirl's not an elf. What? In fact, Google is actually an evil corporate conglomerate that is spying on everybody and unfortunately not trapped inside a tiny sphere gorgle not google my bad sorry YouTube. arguably google is trapped on a tiny sphere in are the you, large picture of the universe are you talking about earth yeah are you saying no it's it's literally not because it has satellites i mean it's trapped it, around it then <laughs> a large oblong three-dimensional shape if we just put a bubble around our galaxy even our solar system? No. Um, also, <laughs> it's funny that we're shitting on Google, but we use Gmail for our podcast. Yeah. Also, we're on Google Podcasts. You can find us there. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so, Google's yelling, and the backfiring of the spell causes the kids to leave. Yep. Not really in a rush. They don't run run out. They just... Yeah. Kind of like meander their way downstairs and out of the house. I was going to point out, though, their initial reaction to seeing small, weird, purple creature trapped in sphere. Warren was just as skittish as normal. Tracy had no, like, outward reaction, really. It was just, okay. Oh, spell book. Cool. Neither of them react to this thing any different than they have to anything else so far. Yeah. No, um, I think elves trapped in spheres are normal in their life. Is that just a Canada thing? Yeah, I think it's just a Canada thing. Okay, that makes sense. That, that sounds like a Canada Canadian thing. Canadian listeners, let us know. Have you encountered little purple elves trapped in spheres in your life? Was this a day-to-day thing when you were a child? Please let us know. You can email us at copilotsreview at gmail.com. Or, if your message can be limited to a number of characters, at copilotsreview on Twitter. Yes. Or, or you can join our Discord. Or you can join our Discord. And... Put it in the episode discussion channel. Or you can leave it as a review on iTunes. There's so many options to tell us about your elf encounters. Please tell us about your elf encounters. So anyways, Warren and Tracy are walking home, and Warren sneezes. And now he's a giant monster. Yeah, they're talking about how to get the car back from Billy while they're walking home. Yeah. And this happens. And so the monster's just this, like, big, it's blue, Thanos. purplish blob. Yeah, it's, it's basically Thanos, Thanos minus clothes. And with worse, it's, it's nude Thanos. And with worse texture. It, yeah, but that's because of the animation software. This is yeah. just nude Thanos. I just can't tell if it's supposed to be fur, like sludge, burns, scars, scales. It's just whatever Thanos has, like the little like skin lines Thanos has. Yeah, this is just nude Thanos. Okay. So Tracy's just, what? She actually reacts to this one. So else not... Elf's pretty common. Giant big monsters suddenly where your brother was? 
Not so much. Yeah, so I don't know if she's reacting because there's a giant big monster or just because now there's a giant big monster and not her brother. I think if a purple monster just walked down the street, based on my knowledge of Canada, she'd probably wave at him and like, hey. Okay, okay. Got any maple syrup? So, they quickly figure out that he became a monster when he sneezed. Yeah, because she throws a dirt clot at him and makes him sneeze back to human. Well, yeah, but she quickly figures out, she's like, you just sneezed, so clearly, and then makes him sneeze again, he turns back into a human. And he's kind of depressed by that, because he was excited about using this giant form to harass Billy. Okay, so, I get, like, a pollen allergy, and I get, like, sneezing when you, when you like, oh, sniff from my, some dust. Oh, from my understanding, uh, Billy is just the bubble boy. But, like, she throws dirt at him, and it makes him sneeze. He, he appears to be allergic to everything. <laughs> She's like, here's a clump of dirt. So now that Warren is a child again, his car zooms by him. His tiny RC car. And yeah. he just takes off after well, it. Um, before he takes off, Tracy's like, we have to go get that spell book so we can get you, we can transform you back and we can break the curse. Yeah, and Warren doesn't give a fuck and takes off after his RC car. He's like, oh, my RC car. Who cares if I'm a monster? Mm-hmm. RC car. To be fair. Well, yeah. To, to be fair, the RC car costs money. The monster thing was free. Yeah. like. So Billy then walks up to Tracy, and they just kind of bicker back and forth. Tracy's like, stop being an asshole. And Billy's like, I'm not scared of a girl. And then Warren picks up the RC car, and he has it now. And Billy notices. He's like, hey, that's mine, and chases after him. I, mean, I know those names mixed up. Mixed up. This was actually Warren like, picks up the car. Yeah. And Billy's like, hey, that's mine, and chases after him. There was actually, like, a slightly confident moment from Warren, surprisingly, though. Because Billy tells Tracy if she wants a car back, she should just take it. And then we hear Warren say, hey, that's a good idea, and we see him holding it. Yeah. Um, which... He was slightly confident, and then the moment he's confronted, he runs the fuck away. Yeah. So Billy chases him. This chase scene goes on too long. Even- Way too long. Eventually, Warren hides in, like, a shed. Yeah. And Billy doesn't see him dunk in the shed, so Billy's in this backyard looking around for him. And Warren sneezes. Because he's in a shed full of dust. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's my my assumption. Like, that's Oh, I assume he was just allergic to, like, the wood the shed was made of. I'm oh. telling you, Bubble Boy. He's allergic to the wheelbarrow that's in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Billy walks over, opens like, the shed. And he sees a giant purple naked Thanos. And he freaks the fuck out. You know, I would also freak the fuck out if I saw a naked Thanos in a shed where I thought an eight-year-old boy was, a nine-year-old boy was. Why does Warren lose his clothes when he transforms? I don't know. And I don't want to think about the logistics of it. <laughs> so, Billy picks up the remote to go with the RC car he has. Warren. Yeah. Billy is the bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, throw me the fuck off. No, it's just like, in my head, it doesn't make sense to have a main character named Warren. I have no problem that you just keep saying and throwing me off. So Warren picks up the remote to go with the RC car he has. And then we cut back to the house. And Johnny B. Dead is sitting around in his living room playing the trumpet. Yeah, so when he left Gorgol earlier, he was like, I got an errand to run anyways. You better be gone when I get back. Yeah, And it turns out his errand was he had to go pick up his trumpet. He left at the cleaners while he was on vacation. Mm-hmm. And now he's just chilling out in his living room playing the trumpet. Yep. And then the kids show up. And Johnny's just like, great, more people to fucking bother me. Why are you guys at my house? And Bill, 
Warren. And then Warren, like, faints because... Ghost. And Tracy explains, yeah, we went to do the spell because this Gorgle guy was tricking us. It messed up, and now my brother turns into a monster sometimes. And then Johnny and Warren bond over playing the trumpet Mm -hmm. because Johnny is a parent. Because Johnny plays trumpet, and Warren's taking lessons to learn how to Mm -hmm. play trumpet. Um, But then Johnny's like... Man, fuck that Gorgle dude. He better not be in my upstairs anymore. I'm gonna go check. Yeah. So he goes upstairs and he's like, Gorgle, you gotta leave now. I don't care what I said. I don't care if your goon's not back. You fucked up. You fucked with those kids. You gotta leave now. And he's poking him through the hamster ball. And then Gorgle grabs the ghost finger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is demon powers or if just anyone can touch Johnny when he is visible because we know he can turn invisible later. Yeah. And... This animation is bad, and this makes like it ruin anything about this moment. Slowly moves Johnny's finger to above his head, and then slowly pulls Johnny's finger down onto the horn of his head. I like to imagine the scenes just in slow mo, so we, the audience, can see what's happening. No, no, I like to imagine it's happening in just that time, and Johnny's just like, "What? What? What are you doing? What? What is this? I'm a ghost." Don't you know I'm a ghost? And then Johnny turns all green and falls down. Yeah, because... Passes out? Johnny used a contacting move, and Gorgle obviously has Poison Point, which has a 30% chance to trigger and badly poison the attack. So that was this show, and we're done now. <laughs> what? This whole, this whole like, run-up of scenes like lends itself to Pokemon so well. In Gen 2, there are musical instruments called flutes, which aren't necessarily actually flutes. They're just horns of some sort um, that can cure status ailments. So when Johnny B's horn, Johnny B. Dead's horn breaks later and he's cured of the poison. So downstairs, the minion shows back up and ends up just tying the kids to the post after seeing they have the gym in their back because Gorgol told him about them. Yeah, so they get tied up and... The goon's like, oh, yippee, I'll have the gym and the spell book, and now I can free Gorgle. I'd like to say Josh is doing a horribly offensive voice, which is vaguely true, but also, um, that's how he speaks, that's how the minion speaks. <laughs> There's a negative connotation with it, but the show does it, so it's an accurate representation of the shitty thing the show does. It's an accurate, it's an accurate representation of Gorgle's goon. Yeah, oh, so... Oh, boy, I have the gym and the spell book, and I'm a free master Gorgle. So he ties Warren and Tracy to a post, and Tracy's just like, you should sneeze, and then you'd be all big and monster in the ropes would break. And he's like, well, I can't just sneeze on command. Ah, spider. And there's a spider on his nose. I'd like to point out the spider. No, there's, there's a pine cone hanging from the ceiling. Uh, yeah, the spider looks more like a pine cone on a string. The animation of the spider is terrible. The animation of the show is terrible. But, in but specific, especially the spider. Yep. So upstairs... He- Gorgul's goon, who never gets a name, um, literally never gets a name. He's li- he's literally listed in the credits on Wikipedia as um, not goon, but like I've just been calling him minion. Yeah, minion maybe. Like he literally never gets a name ever. So they head upstairs, and he's up there setting up the spell book and the gym and Gorgul, and he's starting to read the spell. And they sneak in behind him and hide behind like a couch. Yeah, and then they use the RC car. And a plank of wood to knock Gorgul off the table. So he's rolling around because he's, on, he's in a hamster mm-hmm. ball. And Gorgul's just like, fool, stop me, pick me up. 
And then they play like three levels of keep away where they're just trying to get anything away from the goons. The book, the gym. Gorgle himself. Um, And eventually Gorgle's goon gets tired of this game. Well, eventually he ends up basically juggling them, falls down, they all land on his head. And then when they're all laying around him, he just throws the kids. Yeah, he well, not not the... Well, first he throws Tracy and she Mm -hmm. hits the wall and some of the ceiling comes crashing down and pins her against the wall. Mm -hmm. And then he knocks Warren away. Onto the couch. Yeah. And then he starts casting the spell again. And Warren sneezes basically on command this time. I don't think there was a trigger that we saw. I am unaware if there was. Yeah. And then he turns into a giant purple Thanos. And tackles him. And tackles him. This causes the gym to do what the gym does. Because the gym is an aspect of chaos and does mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it wants to do. And it opens a fucking black hole. Uh, it's a fiery portal to... um. Well, maybe not hell, but... It opens a fucking wormhole. I apologize. Are wormholes fiery? I mean, if we're just seeing to the other side, then yes. We also don't know how it would affect the space around it, so... Because this portal is fiery. It's an artistic interpretation of a wormhole. Fuck off. (laughs) And it's just to suck, suck everything up. Yeah, it starts sucking everything up and shaking the house apart. And Gorgul and his goon get sucked in the hole... Mm -hmm. And Johnny as a monster protects his sister in the spell book, and the entire house comes crashing down. Yep. And they see that they have the spell book, and then Johnny has the gym, but oh no, Johnny's trumpet's broken. Also, his house is gone. And Johnny's trumpet's broken, and he's no longer poisoned. The pokey flute worked, guys. So they offer to let Johnny stay with them. On the condition that he gives Warren trumpet lessons. Yeah. And then... They're walking back, and we cut to Billy, and Billy's just talking about how he's going to get Warren. It's going to be great. Then he hears Warren and Tracy talking as they come mm-hmm. down the street. So he pops out, and Warren's still a giant monster. And then Warren's like, what's wrong? It looks like you've seen a ghost. And then Johnny pops up over his shoulder, deeply traumatizing Billy, and Billy runs off. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. Also, the Indian song is great, though, because it's basically just the opening again, but with no lyrics. It is the opening again with no lyrics. It is just the better version of the opening. Also, so Warren sneezes at fucking everything. I would have to assume when a house collapses, all that fucking dust, and this kid manages not to fucking sneeze for once? Yeah, no, he only sneezes when he wants to, when it's convenient. Okay. Or when it's plot convenient. So, what are your thoughts on Monster by Mistake? Well, first... Something we didn't say at the top of the episode and Bear's saying here. This might be our most requested show to ever review. Yeah. If it's not this, it's WandaVision. Mm-hmm. When we listened to you guys, by you guys I mean our frequent flyers, and reviewed WandaVision, I was glad to review it. That was good. I loved WandaVision. It's one of the best shows from 2020. This might be the worst show from 1999, and Friends debuted that year. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. I'm not even softballing that pitch. I really don't like Friends. But this show is worse than Friends. This show is worse than basically everything that was on, on the air at the same time as it. Yeah, I, I would hold that statement. Everything on actual TV, syndicated television, was probably better than this show. Watching this episode literally made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I don't even know why. It's just like we finished the first episode and my stomach was hurting. I was like, oh. And it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not like I was hungry or I'm sick. I feel fine. I just ate. And the food was good. It wasn't bad food. 
I didn't I didn't overeat. It was just the show made me sick to my stomach. Nice. So, so I'm that, assuming that, that's a uh, you wouldn't watch the next episode unless you had to for the show. Spoiler alert! I've already actually watched the other episode, both for this podcast and because of a stream. Although I slept through part of it during that stream. But yeah, I would not watch the show ever again. Not not unless people actually paid me. I get that. Yeah. So my opinion, um, the animation, the animation by itself is such a fucking hurdle, hurdle to get past. The model, like like I said, the models look so bad. The movements are so fucking wooden. You know, we watch GI Joe on this podcast, and GI Joe has really bad animation. Yeah. G.I. Joe is better animated than this. Yeah, because at least it's better drawn. It doesn't move well, but it looks fine. The issue with this is it was so early computer graphics, so early CG. It's so low-budget CG. Mm-hmm. That just shouldn't have been done? Yeah, that it shouldn't have been done. Yeah. And I didn't notice really until we were at the minion reading shit from the book thing, because the model basically never moves unless it's for his mouth a bit. Mm-hmm. But there's like... No sound in the background there. This show has, like, no background sound. Yeah, basically none. So with the fact that the animation is stiff, doesn't move a lot unless they kind of have to, there's, like, no background sound for the most part, really. And no good-looking backgrounds either. (laughs) The show just feels fucking hollow, too. Like, all around. And it's just so fucking stagnant. You know, the story... It's actually not, like, the worst for a kid's show, right? Actually, I read part of the Wikipedia, mainly because the meme community around this show mm-hmm. is insane. But I read part of the Wikipedia, and this show gets insane. Like, the story behind this show is all insane. Like, Gorgul is the slightly younger twin brother of another demon named Morgul, and Morgul has complete, absolute power over everything that's weaker than him. And Except we're not reviewing the Wikipedia page. No, but like what I'm just saying is like the shows, like you were saying, like the story. Well, is I was talking there. strictly about even from this episode. Oh, it's good for a kids show for the most part, I would say. Oh, but this show's story is like wild. Like on a on a full size level, the show's story is good. I just doubt they execute it well, and is this no? This episode was terrible. But yeah, so like. From this episode, yeah, I would say the story, as far as it goes, is fairly good for kids stuff. I can see it being vaguely appealing, if not for the fact that it just randomly drops in these monsters and things with, like, no reaction. But even then, that doesn't feel too far out, except I feel like the show has, like, one too many elements just shoved into this first episode to be fine. Like, Johnny's probably the best character, and he's not even that great, in my opinion. But, like, if we removed him, I feel like the show just works better. Yeah, probably. But I think the important thing you're missing is this show, this episode was never meant, was, well, I mean, obviously it was eventually meant to be part of a series. But for four years, it was just a Halloween special that they aired near no, no, Halloween. No, no, I understand that. But like, yeah, this no, is supposed I, to be a completely self-contained story. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't watch the second episode unless we had to, so... Which we did. On to the second episode. Fossil remains. Fossil spelled wrong with an E instead of an I. Yep. And after the intro, we see Johnny and Warren. Before we dive into Johnny and Warren, I just want to say, I spent 15 minutes trying to figure out if Fossil with an E was a um, non-American English permutation of the word. You know, like 
Shop has different spellings. Gray has different spellings. Yeah. Um, Fossil does not have different spellings. I don't know why it's spelled with an E. It makes no sense. There's a character named Dr. Fossil in this episode, but his name is also spelled with an I. You know, like the actual word fossil. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, that's my spiel on the title of the episode. You can go ahead now with your Johnny and what, what has it. Johnny and Warren are playing the trumpet. Johnny's laying in his bed playing the trumpet, which is not a conductive way to play a wind instrument. But he's Warren going- is laying down in bed playing the trumpet, mm-hmm. which is not an effective way to play a wind instrument. And Johnny is dangling from the attic. Which is also not a conductive way to play a wind I mean, instrument. he doesn't have lungs, so I don't know how he plays to begin with. And Warren's Ghost actually- magic, that's fine. Warren's actually gotten a lot better at trumpet. It's almost like this should be like episode four instead of like episode mm-hmm. two. Because, and, you know, it's not episode yeah. two. And then Tracy walks in and she's like, have, have you seen the spell book we have? And uh, Warren's like, no. Is it da-da-da? Da-da-da? Yeah. I don't remember what all they say. And she's just Clubhouse, like, no. Is it in the clubhouse? Da-da-da-da-da. And, and then Johnny's just like, have you asked your mom? Because she's doing that rummage cell thing at the school. I do want to mention she, Tracy mentions that she was working on a spell to turn Brussels sprouts into fudge bars. Yes. Yes, please. I would mainly just want to know why that's in an ancient spell book. Yeah, but I mean, yes, please. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, do you like Brussels sprouts? I don't know. I'm fine with Brussels sprouts. Okay, I hate Brussels sprouts. You hate greens. I don't hate greens. I love greens. Collard greens are some, some hella good shit. Mustard greens, hella good shit. Brussels sprouts, disgusting. So their mom took some of their stuff to sell at the rummage sale. Rude. Who, who just takes your shit and sells it? Yeah. So I immediately, you know, noted, oh, it's Toy Story 2. She totally showed the spell book. So we cut to the school where we see their mom, and she's taking stuff out. And she's like, oh, I just took your baby books and stuff like that. And then pulls out a plane. And Warren's just like, that's my jet fighter. Fun fact, it's not a fucking jet fighter. This kid doesn't know anything about planes. It's clearly just a fucking airliner of some sort. Looking to be probably like a Boeing talking like no, passenger plane. it's his jet fighter. Warren knows what his toys are, Justice. He's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> I have to assume at some point in his life, some other kid told him and insisted it was a jet fighter, and he was, like, maybe unsure about it, but they insisted, so he was just like, oh, 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 okay, I guess it's a jet fighter. Yeah, sounds right. Um, And so then their mom's just like, oh, also, I took that old book off your desk. What a dick move what a dick move like if it was on the desk which is not where you were looking for things to take from and it was on the desk and you'd never seen it before clearly it was just fu- it's it's been used recently this is almost as bad as the wife in legend of black heaven yeah except like obviously a guitar has value a book might not have value old books have value not necessarily it's an old bound book in a foreign language it could still be worth like a buck i mean it's probably worth more than a buck you don't just sell this shit at a rummage sale if you're unsure about it you get that shit fucking like looked at first but like like maybe by a doctor at the local museum oh hey look that's who bought the book yep spoiler alert my bad um yeah because she tells them she just sold it oh no i'm so sorry and she points to an old guy with white hair and she's like he was very interested in it. I've never seen him before, ever. Like, the show is like, for like 30 seconds, the show is like, 
He was very mysterious. I've never seen him before. He was very interested in your magic book. Oh no, this might be the new villain because Gorgul's back in hell. Um, Yeah, and so they take off after him. He gets on a bus. And Tracy, like, carries Pepper in her backpack now Mm -hmm. and, like, sprinkles it on Warren. And he sneezes, becomes Thanos, and... Grabs the bus and stops it. Yeah. And then climbs on top. And the bus driver gets out of the bus. He's looking around. He's like, what the fuck? How did my bus stop? And Tracy runs up. And she's like, Dad! Yeah, that was unexpected. You know, I have to question. Is that her actual father? Or do you just call bus drivers dad in Canada? <laughs> if you also let us know about that, Canadian listeners. Are, are bus drivers just colloquially called dad? <laughs> I love this theory. Uh because like she he never calls her daughter no he just asks if she has her student idea which i mean it would be weird if he did call her daughter but her first line in the show is brother <laughs> the only time i've ever seen a character say brother and not been like super creeped out by it is al in formula alchemist brother so ah. she gets on the bus and then the bus oh, no, 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 hold on. Before she gets on the bus, you missed this gem of dialogue. This episode is actually much better than the first episode just because of how bad some of the dialogue is. He's like, okay, well, I got to check the brakes I first. I have to my brakes, yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? After a stop like that, what? your brakes are working fine. He's like... But I didn't stop. <laughs> and then she's like, it's okay, Dad. I know how you like... I know how how much you don't like getting behind schedule. Let's just go ahead and go. Yeah, so she rushes them onto the bus and the bus takes off. And then we see... Billy biking down the street, having a decent day, I guess, and he sees a giant fucking monster on top of a bus. And then he promptly crashes. He's the only person that sees Warren on mm-hmm. top of this bus while they drive through town while cars are driving by. Billy's the only one that sees it, and it's hilarious. So he crashes into some trash cans, and then he pulls his bike out and takes off after them. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <clears throat> so they get to the museum, mm-hmm. and... They see the guy go into it. Yeah, the, the white-haired dude uses a key card to open a door and go in. Mm-hmm. And they go up to the f- big front doors, but they're locked. They can't get in. So Johnny, slides, Johnny flies through, goes to the other side, opens the door for them. And they head inside. And I should mention, Warren's no longer a monster. When the bus started going again after it stopped with mm-hmm. them off at the museum. The exhaust hit him in the face, and he sneezed. Yes, he sneezes to everything. Yeah. And so they get inside, but we also see Billy show up almost immediately after the bus leaves. Yeah. Implying this kid can fucking book it on the bike. Or they caught every red light on the way to the museum, and it was a heavy red light street. Yeah, I mean, there's two options here. Because it's a school district. I like the idea Billy can just fucking, like, book it on this bike, though. But they get inside, and Billy grabs the door as they're trying to close, and he's like, I know you're the monster, Warren. I don't know how you're changing back and And forth. And Warren's just like, prove it, bitch. And Warren slams the door shut, and Billy is trapped outside. Mm-hmm. He we later he later gets in the museum, and we have no idea how. Yeah, I know. So the first thing we get inside is Johnny B. Dead wants to see the dinosaurs. Yes, he does. He wants to see them dinosaurs. But right now they're in the muse- they're in the mummies area of the museum. What are mummies? They're dead people wrapped in sheets. W- Warren asks a stupid question in case you were wondering. And Tracy explains it because she's the older sibling. Yeah. So they're. In that section, and then their teacher shows up. Miss Gish, the spellcasting, sword wielding, badass teacher. Yeah, no, none of that. But that's what a Gish is. 
Not here, sadly. I guess she's a spellcasting Sadly, sword. not here. They're a halfy, nope, halfy class. Nope, not here. Here's just an old lady who likes history. How, how do we know that? How do we know Miss Gish isn't from... Okay, we don't. Don't give the show, the show more credit than it deserves, okay? <laughs> just imagine Miss Gish is from that world. I'm, I don't have my nose open right now. I'm just kind of spitballing and flying by the seat of my pants. So she offers to take them to go to the Greek section, which is where she's headed. Rome. Not Greek. No, she talks about the Greeks because that's where she drags Billy. I thought it was Roman. No, and then she's talking about Jason Finn later. Wrath. Finn Wrath. Yeah. And, and then she's talking about Jason later. Okay, you're and, right. you know, the Argonauts and all it's that It's Greeks. Stuff. I have it in my notes. Like okay. I said, I wasn't looking at my notes. So, and they're just like, no, no, no. Warren wants to stay with the mummies. And Warren confirms this by saying, I like dead things. No, no, no. He says it in a rather kind of deadpan voice. I like dead things. And Miss Gish is like, hmm, that's so nice to hear. It's so, That's delightful to hear from a kid your age. How? First of all, I have two questions here. How is she not confused and or angry that they somehow got into this building when it appears they came through the giant wooden main doors? Well, how's Miss Gish in here? I don't know. She might fucking like work part-time at the museum. I'm telling you how she's here. She's a magic user, whatever. Yeah. She just, and then she just cast Portal. Why is this a good thing to hear from, like, presumably an eight-year-old child? I like dead things. Why is that delightful to hear? Um, she's just glad he likes, he's taking an interest in history. Or, she is from Feyren, or whatever the name of that, that world is, and she, like is encouraging his development of his interest in things so that he can become a champion of that world. Whatever. So they walk away, and we see her walking away, and she walks into Billy, Finn and then just... Wrath. That's the name of the... God, I'm going to keep forgetting that. You said that like two times in the past minute now. I know. Out of nowhere. Finrath. It's the name of, it's the name of that world. <sighs> that Gorgol's from. And the jewel of Finrath. And so they found the guy's office. Well, Johnny finds the guy's office. Yeah, and calls them over. And they hear him talking about human remains. Yes. So they're nervous, and they have Johnny stick his head inside to check. Yep. And he's just like, wow, what an office. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, you'll see. So they go in the office. Well, they knock first, and the guy goes, come in. Enter. And they they go in, and he's like, huh? Children Children in my office? To be fair, though, he thinks the museum is locked up, so I totally don't blame him. Like, really, I think this is more like, huh, children in my museum. Yeah. So we see the skeleton he's talking about appears to be a human ancestor of some sort. He calls it the Pickford Man because he dug it up himself here in the town of Pickford. Yeah. How did he dig it up, Justice? They let him just dig stuff up. With with a shovel. How else? Uh, Like... (laughs) hate him so much yeah. and so they say he has something of those she's like what like, that, that book and he's like what do you know about this book and then being children they're just like what do you know and he's like it's old it's written in a strange ancient language and he's like where did you get it and they're like mm, that's a need to know basis and he's like well fuck you it's my book i bought it Ha-ha. i happen to like this book it's going on my coffee table when i get home next to my saber tooth tiger bones I like how we're putting this pompous accent on, but he doesn't really have a pompous accent. He's just a douche. At some points, he does. At, at points when he's 
when the voice actor's like getting more oh hey oh, aggrieved I- or outrageous he hits almost like tim curry sounding points i don't know if you noticed this but fun fact the voice actor for warren changed between this episode and the pilot i give no fucks <laughs> i did but i give no fucks <laughs> Um, so he banishes them from his office. Such a strong word. But yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and um, we see them on the steps outside, and they're upset about having lost the book. And Warren's just like, what if I go monster? I can just go in there and like scare him and intimidate him into giving the book. And before they can get any further into that train of thought, the gym starts doing weird gym shit in Tracy's backpack. Yeah, because it's an aspect of chaos and does whatever the fuck it wants to do. Johnny but, said so. But Tracy comes to the immediate conclusion, clearly the doctor is casting a spell. So they rush in to try to stop him, but it's too late. The Pickford man has come to life. And the Pickford man takes the spell book and runs away. It flees. So Tracy stays with the doctor to try to figure out what spell he cast, while because Warren chases after Pickford man. Yeah, because apparently to undo this, he has to repeat the spell. I don't know when she learned this, Unless it was in those three episodes between the pilot and this one. So we see Warren chasing the Pickford man through the museum. He sneezes, becomes a monster. Before before we dive into that too much, when he was talking to himself in his office about the Pickford man, and when the kids came in, we saw a tape recording device on his desk, and it was running, and it's still running after the Pickford man escapes. So he's obviously recorded himself saying the spell... And him and Tracy are both too stupid to figure that out. Yeah, they're struggling to remember it. Yes. So, after we see Warren become a monster, we cut over to Miss Gish and Billy walking around. She's lecturing him about Greek history and art. Yeah. And they end up in the statue room where Billy sees Warren, who had heard them coming, and is now posing as a statue wearing a fucking Greek helm. Yeah, infantry helm. And he is a full-body, giant, blue, purplish statue next to a a collection of busts. Yeah, marble busts. Yeah, completely out of place, stylistically. No, but he's painted blue because of the sea. Yeah, because Billy's just like, that's more, and Miss Kish is like, no, blue is the color of the sea. (laughs) And then we see a bust start to float up and above, and Warren, not Warren, Billy freaks out, and she's just like, what? Miss Kish is like, clearly this must be an interactive game. Yes, depicting the story of Jason as he crossed the, I forget which ocean Jason crossed in Greek mythology, but that's how she justifies it. Then it flies back and sits down. And when they turn back around, oh no, Warren is gone. Yep, and then a massive chase scene ensues Mm -hmm. where Billy chases Warren and Miss Gish chases Billy and the Pickford man goes his own way because that's what he does. Go your own way. Yes. And... Eventually, Miss Gish ends up in the in the Greek infantry helm and gets knocked into a modern art installation where she gets stuck. Yeah, so Johnny takes the helm. So Warren... T- Johnny takes the helmet off of Warren because Warren turns back into being normal Warren. Then Johnny sticks it on Billy's head. They use that as a distraction to escape Billy. Billy runs backwards. They, he tumbles. It falls... It lands on Miss Gish. She stumbles back into a modern art piece. And then this voice goes off, you are too close to the exhibit. Yeah. Which we heard like twice earlier. We heard that first when Johnny stuck his head inside a mummy. And then we heard it when 
Billy went to see and check on Warren pretending to be a statue, and Johnny imitated it. Warren's not a hum- back to normal yet. He's still a monster. Johnny just took the helmet off of him. Oh. Yeah. Warren as a monster, and then the Pickford men. Oh, yeah. End up in a closet, and Billy is traps them in there. Yeah, and Billy's like, ha ha, I got you now, you can't escape. And then the Pickford man skeleton busts out, and Billy screams and runs away. Mm-hmm. And then... Warren comes out. And, and grapples and, with the Pickford man. Yep, and him and the Pickford man get into a grappling fight. And Tracy earlier had been like, I'm going to go check on Warren. Because so you're she, taking way too fucking long, man. So she comes into this museum exhibit room where Warren is fighting with the skeleton man. Warren throws the spellbook to her. And it like slips directly into her arms, which are just vaguely out in front of her chest. Yeah. It's it, really bad animation on the, that The part. animation in this entire show is terrible. Yeah, but that's what part really bothered me. But... Then uh, Warren ends up ripping the skeleton's arm off in their grapple. Yes, and shortly after he rips the arm off, he sneezes, and the Pickford man is now bearing down on mm-hmm. him, and Tracy and Dr. Fossil runs in the room, and he he yells out the spell, mm-hmm. and the Pickford man... Then Tracy man, says, like, three words, and the Pickford man stops being alive. Yep. And apparently those three words are like you add them onto the end of a spell to cancel the spell out yeah i don't know i don't know how she knows that either but hey she does um so the end of the episode has dr fossil and the end of the episode is dr fossil tracy and warren all gung-ho and happy yep and johnny too and dr fossil's like no you can keep your book you've earned your own book that i that i bought even though you can't buy stolen goods this is still your book, but you've earned it. I don't want it back anymore. I mean, he works for a museum, and they're pretty good about just taking things from people. That's not how that. That's not how that works, though. You can't just be. It's like, not how that works now. It's not how that works in America. This we, is we Can- don't know about Canada. Canada, do you still allow your museums just to take things and say it's it's fine because we're a museum and we we don't actually care about your culture or history and it's ours. Anyways, yeah, Dr. Fossil's like, as long as you, if you ever need help with ancient languages... Remember, I know some things about this stuff. And so, Johnny, Warren, and Tracy head out of the museum, and they pass Miss Gish, who Billy has helped out of the modern art piece. The entire time telling her about how Warren is a monster and everything that's happened. And she's like, you're constantly making up stories, Billy. And so the entire episode ends with Johnny, Warren, and Tracy... And Miss Gish, all incredibly happy. Miss Gish, because her students have all taken an interest in history. Johnny, Warren, and Tracy, because they got their spell book back. Mm-hmm. And Billy just looks like an idiot, because he's making up stories about giant living skeletons and purple monster men. Yeah. And we end this episode with Johnny asking if they can see the dinosaurs now. Get it? Because he did that at the beginning of the episode. Well, the middle of the episode. But it's I a callback. Ish. Look at that, a callback. So that's the show. You want you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Um, I can go first. So my final thoughts. <clears throat> uh, wait, wait. Sorry, there's a note here for myself. See before. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Okay. Honestly, the animation is just a hurdle, a hurdle to get past. The models look bad. The movement is extremely. This feels familiar. Yeah. No, it, nothing changes. Like the the dialogue is just crappier, which makes this kind of funny. Honestly. Overall, I feel like the only thing to really watch this show for is to watch it with people and rip on it, which I would love to say was an enjoyable time for us, but we don't get a rip on the show until after we watch it. So the watching part is torture. It really is. It's insane how, how torturous watching this show was. 
But I do want to, like, hit on the fact that, like I mentioned earlier, the show has an amazing meme community. Yeah. Um, the show itself actually only has 52 episodes, three seasons. But the fan community has lore established way past that, up to, like, episode 70-something. Um, specifically, though, in episode 69, Johnny and Warren become lovers. Only because of a curse. No, not because of a curse. Uh, that was because of a curse or some shit. Nope. They become lovers, and that establishes the overarching plot for them going forward. But m- most importantly, the best meme I found of this entire show is the voice actor that plays Johnny B. Dead. William Colgate. And now, the last name might sound familiar to you, and that's because William Colgate was born in 19- it was born in 1783 and died in 1857. He was an English-American soap industrialist who founded, in 1806, what would later become the colgate Pall Mall of Company. Yeah. Toothpaste Man. Yeah. And he also, like I said, died in 1857. Truly, truly dedication from the agents in charge of staffing and voice actors Did to cast a ghost as a ghost. Yep. This is honestly a step forward for representation of ghosts in media. You know, we've talked about aliens, we've talked about ghosts before, we've talked about demons and all this stuff. Vampire rights. Vampire rights. We've yep. talked about so many rights of supernatural creatures, and honestly, I'm just really happy to see a ghost playing a ghost. It's great representation for the ghost community out there. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm happy to see that for them. That's probably the best part of the show, the ghost representation in the cast. Honestly, Other than that, the show's garbage. Yeah. Don't it, watch it's it. the only good thing, and I'm actually kind of sad to hear that Ghost William Colgate is tied to the show. It just... It kind of tarnishes his legacy, right? Honestly, I don't know if I can use Colgate toothpaste anymore knowing I've seen this. Okay, that's not a, like an issue for me because I use Arm & Hammer toothpaste. Oh, yeah, it's not for me either. I was just making a point. But, yeah, um, this show's terrible. The meme community is hilarious. Just go find the Monster by Mistake with Kia and dive into that. It's stupid. But the show itself is terrible. Don't watch it. Never watch it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all for recommending it to us. Yes, I, thank you for that. I don't know how many of you have actually seen any part of this show before you recommended it to us. <sighs> but it was a it was a show. But I guess that's part of our job. Yeah. Making it where you don't have to watch the shows. So if you have watched it, any of our several people who reviewed it, and you who told us to review it, and you have your own opinions and you want to talk to us about it, you can feel free to do that by reaching out to us at copilotsreview at gmail.com or on twitter at copilotsreview or you can check out our discord which is on our website which depending on where you're listening to this from you can probably find a click through to and you Uh, can click there and join that and we have an entire episode discussion channel otherwise you can find all of that information by going to copilotsreview.simplecast.com we also are on youtube at copilotsreview and yeah that's basically it there's several ways to contact us and let us know what you thought about this show. Or about our review of the show. Anyways, thank you for flying with us. This has been a flight. And we hope you fly with us again soon. On our jet fighter? Yeah, our, on our jet fighter. That's what I thought this was. Yep. 100% a jet fighter. <laughs>